The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, November 4th, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 54. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, Dave, Amber alongside. We've got uh, Bucky Brooks coming up here very soon. Talk a little bit about the Denver defense versus the Cowboys offense. Nick, give me a 54. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Randy White. I mean, I mean, he's the, he's the best. Him and Chuck Howley. I mean, you got two in the Ring of Honor. Yeah. And then they've tried over the years to make it a good number with other guys. It just hasn't always worked out. So, yeah, everybody everybody freaks out about giving 88 to somebody, but they give out 54 to they guys. They just throw a lot. it out like candy, don't no, they? No, no, no. They no, try. No, they, they try to give it to good players. Just nobody plays it up the way that they, they do They tried with, with Bobby Carpenter. They yeah. tried with Bruce Carter. They tried with Jalen Smith. Yeah. You know, and it just didn't it work just doesn't out. Catch guys that you would way. think maybe could take the mantle, but nobody yeah. just has. But for the fun of the game, let's say Darren Hambrick. 54. Ah. Darren Hambrick. What do voluntary voluntary mean? mean? Oh, yes. God. (laughs) The funniest thing was when he was holding out, sort of, and wanted a new contract and said— I-12. And he he told everybody in the media, hey, I want a 25-square-foot house as well. That's what he said. (laughs) 25-square-foot house. So the guys in the training room made this little cardboard house out of 25 square feet and gave it to him and all that. And, yeah, Darren Hambrick, special. Mm. Where is he now? There, I don't, I don't know. Actually, I really think that would be a, a good documentary on he and his brother. Two brothers play for the Cowboys. How about a documentary on brothers that yeah. have played for the Cowboys? Like brothers or brothers? Oh, Jesus. E R S. Brothers. All right. Just checking. Just checking. It's all fair. Well, yeah, let's do that then. The scope on the other one would be really. Big. We got a lot. That's yeah. a big story, right? Yeah. I yeah. think. I think there are seven. Pairs of brothers that have played for the Cowboys. Seven. That many? How many together? Maybe like five or six. Um, I mean, you got you got the you got the Hambricks, you got the Garretts, you got Remy Adele and Aiken Adele. You got Rod Smith, Jalen Smith. Mm -hmm. You got Emory Smith for a little bit with Emmett Smith. Just just a second. Um, I think I'm missing that's somebody. I can't believe it's even that many. Martellus Bennett did not play with Michael Bennett, but but they they both played. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I still feel like there's one more. So, damn, that's wild. Isn't it? That is. That's crazy. Hambricks. I, mean, I love yeah. the way I this game. Most oh. famous number fifty four jersey. In in the history of the NFL? Uh, you mean NFL or Cowboys? No, that was my Google search. Okay. Right. I mean, it, it, what, what popped up was Ran- Chuck Howley. I'm gonna yeah. say somebody's pissed that we haven't mentioned Howley yeah. at this point. Well, I said two Ring of Honor yeah. guys. It, Ring of yeah, fifty four, fifty four. Both those guys. Yeah, you mentioned. Um, but but you know, Randy White might be one of the best NFL players ever at fifty four. I mean, yeah. I can't I can't think of Absolutely. other guys that, that played at fifty four. Not off the top of my head. I mean, like if you think about for me oh. anyway. Let's During go back. my childhood, like that, that was like Manster was everything. Yeah. That was he and Dorsett. We didn't do it. obviously. Huh? We didn't do 53 yesterday. No, we didn't. You know, one of my favorite players, he, he wasn't that good, I guess. He's in the 80s, but he had the perfect name for a linebacker. 
His name was Garth Jax. J-A-X. Garth Jax. He played like in the 80s, 53. Sounds like Madden create a character. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like he sounds like he should play next to Leighton Van Der Esch, right. obviously. <laughs> is probably the answer there. But Garth Jax was always, he's kind of All fun. Right. Yeah. So All right. Not. I love the way this little game sends us down the most random rabbit holes it for does. five like, minutes at the start of the show. Now let's see if our quarterback's going to play. <laughs> yeah, and now, seriously. of course, what we're going to do is we're going to switch gears. We're going to have Bucky Brooks bring us back on track. Bucky's joining us right now. We're going to talk a little uh, D- Denver defense versus Cowboys offense. Bucky, let's start first with the fact that as I was looking through this, this team, uh, names that I was very familiar with don't appear to be there. Bradley Chubb on IR, Von Miller, Miller no longer there. So kind of walk me through real quick, who are the players, uh, the playmakers on this defense that Dallas fans should be aware of as they enter this game? I mean, <clears throat> a lot of their best playmakers are in the secondary. Uh, Justin Simmons, Passer Tan, those are the guys that have been able to get it done. And so Vic Fangio has had to kind of change up his style and go more coverage than pressure because the best players that he has are in the back end as opposed to the front end. And so what he would try and do is trick the quarterback, give them different looks, change the disguises in the pre-snap phase of it, and hope that they can bait the quarterback into making mistakes. But it's not the defense that we thought we would see from the Broncos when you would have a Von Miller and a Bradley Chubb and the pass rushers dictating. They don't have that kind of talent, so it's more – trickery and gimmicks and smoke and mirrors to produce big plays as opposed to their talent overwhelming you. You had a question? Yes, I do. Bucky, with all due respect to the Broncos' physical talent, uh, I'm a lot more interested in the psychology of this week for them. And, I, I mean, you, you worked on that side in the NFL and you were a player as well. The Broncos are 500. They're technically right in the middle of – the, at least the wild card race and they obviously traded away one of their best ever players and they also traded away a guy they just drafted and I'm just curious about the psychological effect that that would have on a locker room and should they be worried about that that just that seems like something that might piss some guys off well one of the things that happens is when your team underperforms because remember coming into the year everyone felt like the Broncos were a quarterback away from being able to compete. We thought they had an all-star defense. We thought they had a ton of talent on offense. And all they needed to do was drop a quarterback like a Teddy Bridgewater that could manage the game and away they would go. It hasn't turned out like that. And so what happens is you now have a coach who's on the hot seat. You now have a general manager, George Patton, who didn't hire the coach, who's trying to look at the team and evaluate the team and also accumulate picks to reshape the team and the vision that he has for them. And so everyone is on alert. And when you don't win games to the level of expectation, people find their way out the door. And so everyone's antennas up because everyone now is fighting for their job and on top of trying to put themselves in a position to go to the playoffs. Uh, Obviously, the Cowboys wanted Patrick Sertain and they wanted J.C. Horn and it didn't work out. And so now here, here comes Patrick Sertain and... You know, Micah Parsons is playing how he's playing. Do you think that it's one of those deals where the Cowboys are fortunate it went the way it you know went, or do you still look at it and go, man, Diggs and, and this other guy would have been an outstanding tandem? I think Micah Parsons is a better player. 
And I think we'll look back in history and Michael Parsons will show to be a better player. He's more impactful because as much as we love cornerbacks, uh, a guy who is at the line of scrimmage, an edge player who can impact the game, not only with sacks and tackles for loss, but also being a second-level defender that can snuff out tight ends and those things, he has more impact than a corner. Because as much as I love Pastor Tanner, he's played great as a rookie, I don't think he's delivered as many impact plays as Michael Parsons has. And in Dallas's defense, Michael Parsons is more impactful than what Pastor Tan would have been able to do with or without Trayvon Diggs playing to the level that he's playing. So yesterday I was watching some practice footage and looking at some of the things that the O-line was doing in their drills and all that off to the side. And I'm not saying this is really going to be an indication of where his level is at, but um, Leo Collins, he, what he was doing to me, he just seemed a little bit slow in his movements compared to everybody else. Now, who would be, if he was the one going in and playing there uh, at tackle this weekend, who, who's the person that would be lining up against him and how does that matchup really look like? I mean, he's fine this week because this week he doesn't face a monster. Uh, Malik Reed would be a guy that play on the side. Jonathan Cooper would be another guy, uh, depending on how they bump and kick their front around, maybe a Draymond Jones. But really, he won't face a, a five-star talent on the other side. I think it's to be expected that Leo Collins would look a little slower than the other guys because the guys are in midseason form. You played seven, eight games. You're now kind of rounding into form and who you are. He hasn't played in five games. And so it's been a while. So you have to knock the rust off. And really, the only way you can knock the rust off is getting in games and kind of figuring it out. And so he'll be fine down the line. And I think he has enough savvy to kind of get through it. But yeah, I wouldn't expect him to look like the other guys because the other guys are in midseason form. On that same note, talking about the, the tackles, uh, talk to me a little bit just from the standpoint of just football technique. How difficult is that transition from left tackle or right tackle to left tackle? Uh, I think a lot of times when fans think about it, they think of it as if you're a tackle, you're a tackle, you just kind of slide over. But what is that transition like for a player? And 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 if you were having to make the decision, would you go with the option of putting uh, Steele over there or Collins over there, or would you just roll with Inseki because he's actually been doing it some this year? You know, I, I, I wouldn't mess with Terrence Steele because he's playing so well at right tackle. Um, it's a difficult transition because it's a different stance. It's different footwork. You're seeing the pass rusher out of a different eye. And so it it can take a bit of a t time to do it. And sometimes some corners can't go from right corner to left corner because the footwork is different. And they've had 10,000 hours on one side mm -hmm. and minimal time on the other side. And so it's uncomfortable. I think a lot of it depends on how Joe Fibbin has worked the rotations throughout practice. Coaches will mix it up to make sure that the swing tackles and guys get enough time. For Leo Collins, I think a lot of it depends on, look, he's very talented. He's good. It's how good is he compared to who else you would put there at left tackle? Are you willing to live with the struggles because you got a better player? Or is the other guy more refined in his technique that he'll survive? I'm more apt to think, hey, put the more talented player there and let him figure it out. Cover him up with the tight end some. But eventually, Leo Collins is a pro. And a pro should be able to figure out how to play on that side. So everybody knows... Uh Brandon Staley and Vic Fangio are tied together. Staley is a disciple of his, so I would expect it's a similar mold of defense, at least overall. We know the Cowboys had a lot of success on the ground in that Week 2 game. 
the Broncos have they've been all right against bad teams, but specifically against the Browns. I mean, they've given up some gaudy rushing totals. Uh, and that was that was a game when they didn't even have Nick Chubb. So I mean, it, I mean that just screams to me as a favorable matchup, based on the talent and also the way that they play. Uh, are we are we right about that? What do we think? Yeah, we're right about that because here's the new philosophy that's kind of taken hold in the National Football League. Teams are playing more too deep coverages to take the big play away. Um, they're parking the safeties in the parking lot, and they're saying you can have all the underneath stuff because when you get to the 20s, it becomes a shorter field, and you now can't throw over the top of the defense, and that's when we'll switch. That is something that Vic Fangio and Brandon Staley believe in. Also, when you concede rushing yards, and this is – blasphemous for some of the old defensive coordinators around the league that used to say stop the run, stop the run, stop the run. But when teams run the ball, the odds of an explosive play goes down dramatically because it's harder to create those big plays on the ground. And so for the Cowboys, hey, man, I'll let Zeke and Tony Pollard run crazy, and then we'll stiffen up. And we'll say, you can kick field goals, not score touchdowns. The score will be within range, and we'll have a chance to win it at the end. That's why those guys like Staley and Fangio are giving up more yards because it's all about the big plays and winning in the red zone as opposed to dominating the yardage stats. All right, that all being said, Bucky, tell us what you think is going to happen Sunday, Cowboys versus Broncos. Well, I mean, I expect the Cowboys to win, but I think this is still a test of maturity. As we all are going increasingly Cowboys being Super Bowl contenders, we have a tendency to kind of dismiss the other teams and say, oh, Dallas got this or whatever. The only thing I would worry about, if there's a level of complacency that we see in the first quarter where the Cowboys don't take care of business early, if they can jump out and make the Broncos chase points, it's in their favor. But if they mess around and turn it over and have the ball flies over the head, then they're going to be in for a four quarter game and the Broncos can knock them off. I don't expect that to happen. I think the Cowboys win, but they can't take the Broncos lightly. All right, Bucky, we appreciate you, man. We'll talk, uh, check in with you next week. Uh, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll uh, talk a little bit more about some injuries and some injury updates for the Cowboys. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Before there was a draft, you could size up a Cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting Cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com Cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm... 
Check your flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. This mm. holiday season, visit the star and get your photo with Santa. Oh, I thought you were going to say me. Presented by Monument Realty, Santa Claus will be at his Cowboys-themed cottage in the Star District across from Ascension on the Star Boulevard from November 26th through December 24th. Mm-hmm. 24 hours a day, he will be there. I'm, not, I'm just kidding. But for more information, visit Book Your Photo. Visit thestardistrict.com slash Santa. Welcome back. Second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. You taking your kids to go get pictures up there? I don't know about that. I kind of want to see that. You want to see that? Yeah. Your little man with Santa, that'll be fun. He's going to say something crazy. I know he will. He'll entertain us. All right, let's jump into it. Let's get some uh, let's get some injury updates. There are, there are quite a few guys that we need to at least get an update on. Uh, Dave, you sat in on Mike McCarthy's press conference. Talk to me about Dak. Where's Dak? What's he doing? Where are we? Where are Dak's going to practice. Dak's going to play. Let's go. Okay. There you go. Moving on. Honestly, Mike McCarthy made it that simple. He was yeah. like, yeah, he's going to practice. He's going to do team today. And coaches hate giving stuff away, so everybody in the media is like, so... You think he might play? What are is we? That how they were doing the hands? Yeah, no, they're like, like so. Hey, so uh, what are we trying to say here? And Mike's just like, the plans for him to practice and play. So I mean, as long as it looks fine today, which yeah. I would assume it would, I I think he's gonna play. I think right. he's okay. That's Good. Not, not gonna let him get another three hundred yard game and another win. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but but I, I am joking, but not really. You know, Gar- Garrett. Gil- not worried. Hold on, Garrett Gilbert was had zero chance. Chance to unseat Dak Prescott at all? Yeah. Do you think he liked? We saw in Hard Knocks. Do you think he liked him taking any reps away from him? Like, like he didn't like it. He got pissed off by it. So I'm just saying, a game. He loves Cooper Rush. He wants to play well. He wants to, you know, he wants to get back there for multiple reasons. But no, he wants more than anything else, there. he wants to compete. He's a competitor. Right. He's a quarterback. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, okay, yeah. All right, uh, CV Lamb, ankle, ankle sprain. Um, we'll see what he does. I, I mean, he he was limited yesterday. Like he partook in practice. So again, what you do at the beginning of the week, not always, because Dak was limited all week last week and didn't play. But typically, if you're doing stuff at the beginning, it gives me a good feeling just in general. So. Something to watch, but I'm not worried about that right now. Where's Gallup at this point? They are monitoring him. He is in the second week of his window. He does not have to be activated this week, but he could be. So they have open roster. That's a weird thing about COVID. We were talking about that with Cowboys PR earlier this week. Like In the old days, the roster used to always be at 53, and it was weird if it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And now they'll go down to 49. They'll go up to 52. They don't care because you can elevate from the practice squad day of. You can elevate from Mm -hmm. the injury list the day before. Uh, It just doesn't matter the way that it used to. So um, I think they have two open roster spots right now because they moved Jabril Cox to injured reserve and they waived Bradley and I. He's back, by the way. He's on the practice squad. There we go. Um, they added uh, Sean McEwen. Uh, they so all right. So you're right. They have one. They yeah. brought Sean McEwen back. I forgot that. So they have one roster spot. They could use it on Gallup. They could use it on a D tackle. Just have to see. And they may not keep four tight ends. Well, True. speaking of McEwen, you got Blake Jarwin with a hip injury. What's what's going on with his status? 
I don't think we. I don't know. Re- we asked about Blake. I, I don't remember what he said. I'm sorry. Um, days, Davis. Okay. They all uh, just kind of go together. Yeah. You I mean, used to love Blake. I I know, right? Like wow. Blake was my guy, and I'm <laughs> just like, trainer. whatever. <laughs> 89. Who cares? No, I. I God, Schultz. He's gonna have a. He's gonna have a chance. I, 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 I got to eat crow on that. I All through the offseason, I was like, whatever. There's two tight ends. Who cares? And, I mean, Jarwin does have a role, but Schultz is clearly the guy. Nobody yeah. can deny that. So yeah. you win some, you lose some. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he, we'll see. We'll see. And and But having McCune helps with that. So if Jarwin can't go, you can still have three because you have McCune, Sprinkle, and Schultz. So yeah. we'll see. I was just going to say, the, I think the reason why Schultz has become you know, even a, a better player for this offense is just because they don't need any more dynamic-type players. I, mean, I have to say that because you always want to have a bunch. But like the, both the running backs are dynamic in their own way, and then you got all these receivers, and then the backup comes in, and Cedric Wilson is going 75 yards and all that. You want your tight end to be a steady player that is consistent, reliable. You don't have to be 17, 25 yards down the field. Just Seven, eight, get up the field, be smart, and I think it's working out perfectly because it's a pick your poison. They're they're going to cover all these other guys, and this is the one that's killing them. And I just think he does that role better than than Jarwin. If this was like get down the field, I think Jarwin would probably be better, especially when he comes all the way back from the injury. But right now, it's working perfectly with Schultz. I'm not mad about it. I don't think they need to change anything, but I think they could have some fun with Schultz. I mean, and we've seen it. Schultz. I'm sorry with the Jarwin. Jarwin. Okay. Um. We've seen it over the years. Like him and Dak not only have a rapport, but he's so good in the seam. Like mm-hmm. we've seen him right in that fun spot, like over the linebackers and under the safeties, 18, 25 yards down the field. It would be fun to see. But, but you know, honestly, they don't need it. <laughs> that's the kind of thing, though, that I look at and I'm like, that's still, you know, that's in their bag. And you know, at some point right. later in the season, maybe in the playoffs, they're going to use it. They're going to pull it out. And it's the same thing with a guy like Gallup coming back and what he can do in the deep part of the field. There are those kinds of things we really haven't seen yet that they're they're holding them. They will definitely have opportunities to use them. And, and you'll want to throw some different – almost every game this year, uh, um, there's been moments when Kellen Moore has done something that's a little bit different, a little bit unconventional, like last week pulling out the, the two offensive linemen they got lined up in the backfield. Like there's, Every week he's doing a little something different, and that's going to be the same thing as you keep going. They'll keep finding these new little wrinkles, something a little different, something, some way they use a player a little different as they keep going down the stretch. Did somebody on like did Kellen or did Kellen call it the Hulk package? Uh, Zach Martin. Yes. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. I keep hearing that and I was like, did the media name it that or did I miss no, a player? Zach, Zach okay. called it. That. I mean, that's what he it said. Should. They call it that. That's yeah. a great name. I love it. Yeah. Hulk Smash. Yeah. All right. Uh, talk about Neville Gallimore. Uh, that was an interesting question I heard in the press conference about him and the fact that he's. Uh, it sounds like he's. I mean, it was a six to eight week injury. I think we're kind of either at that or beyond that at this point. Where is he? We're past it. Uh, he's working out. He's got an elbow brace on his arm, just like Tyron Smith does. Um, hmm. He was pushing sleds yesterday. He's getting back. Mike McCarthy talked about him specifically as like you got to remember his position is all about his injury. You know, like you're hmm. leveraging and extending and pushing on 300 pound players, and so I think that plays into it. Um, and. They also don't drastically need him right now. So I do – not that you're forcing an injured player in quicker, but I think there would be more of a sense of urgency if they felt like they drastically needed it. So they're bringing him along. They still – I still think he could start practicing hopefully this month, I think, but just they're they're taking their time with it. You know, as you name all these guys, I'm, 
I'm still so amazed as to where the Cowboys are right now. It, it's just unbelievable what's happening because you you list any of those guys and look how chill we are. We're like, oh, yeah, he can come back whenever he comes back, you know, type of stuff, which when was the last time that even happened to where we're like, oh, you know, Dak, yeah, he's practicing. And we're This week it's kind of more chill, like we're well, not panicking. Right, well, let's, if Dak wasn't practicing today, I think no, people would okay, be like, yes, okay, yes, that's yes, not But great. now – the most major position after last game, you you do have. I'm not saying you're gonna get through the whole season with Cooper Rush, but right. no. now you have a sense of more like okay, maybe they can handle it a little bit for another game. And I mean, not having Tyron Smith is cause for a five alarm fire with this yeah. fan base, but yeah. nobody seems that worried about it right yeah. now. I mean, good. so I think that last uh, Sunday's win was was. It's even underrated, you know. Just just imagine sitting there watching practice like we did in training camp and just to say, you know, what are the tough games? Like at Minnesota, that'll be tough with the crowd and all that. Sunday night, and then they won't have Dak. They won't have Tyron in the second half. They won't have Lyell. They won't have, you know, I mean, at the time, they wouldn't. They won't have Jalen Smith, which, I mean. Michael Gallup. Gallup I mean, he's another one. Michael Gallup. Be like, when are we starting the draft show? <laughs> right. That's like, <laughs> but they're going to win. Yeah. They're going to win the game. And they're going to f- figure out a way. It's not easy, but they're going to win. I mean, that, that's the biggest thing is, you know, we've been saying it all this time. Like, yeah, but they haven't lost Dak. Yeah. They haven't lost a key, key player yet. Well, they did, and they figured out how to win. And not only that, I mean, you think about the last 10, 15 years, there have been a lot of players on this team that when they would go down, you'd be like, okay, everything's falling apart. Yeah. When Sean Lee would go down, it'd be like, okay, defense mm-hmm. about yeah. to fall apart. You know, you lose Tyron, oh gosh, the offensive line's about to fall apart. Like, there's just, there's not that this year. And you're having the same level of injuries as you'd have any other year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've had some big injuries. Uh, obviously, what we thought was the best player on that defense, they have not played with him this season. And the defense is f- vastly improved over anything we've seen in recent history. So, it, it's just, it's amazing that they are they have done something. And, and you got to give some credit to, to Mike McCarthy. Something he's doing is working. You know, I don't know yeah. what it is, but something he's doing is working with this team, and he's getting them to play to a level that they haven't really played to in, in quite some time. I also I, do y'all think about it this way? I you know those signs in like factories that are like it has been X amount of days since the last injury. I almost think about that where to Nick's point is like it has been X amount of days since the last loss. And you'd never want that to be zero, right? Yeah. So like beating Minnesota just keeps the clock rolling. We're like you want to win every game you play, but now it's now now when you reset to zero, like I don't think they'll lose to Denver, but let's just say they do. Now you're only six and two. Whereas if you'd lost to Minnesota, losing multiple games in a row is always like that's panic time. But yeah. now you're just like, all right, even even if we reset the clock back to zero on Sunday, that's fine. They won six in a row. Like that doesn't that doesn't inspire panic in me, especially with a bad Falcons team right behind them. Yeah, and we, a bad MC. When we started this whole thing, the start of the season, like what what record do you have? And I mean, I think you know eleven and eleven and six. six. Yeah, eleven. Eleven six. and six is probably the high end that you would go with. Eleven and six, maybe ten and seven. I think I said ten and seven. I think I, nine I said nine and eight or ten and seven. Yeah. I mean, at this point. A five and five finish to these final ten games puts you at eleven and six. Yep, and that would be disappointing. Absolutely, very disappointing. Oh, you'd be really worried going into playoffs if in the last half they go five hundred. Like that yeah. would be a problem. It depends on what those games are. I, but it doesn't matter. But, like but, whatever. Yeah, but, they but are. just think about that. At eleven and six, that's five hundred down the stretch. 
I mean, a lot of these teams in the NFC East already have five losses, right? Most of them have. They five. all do. They yeah. all have five. Yeah. So yeah, the Eagles have the the least, and they got five, and the others have six. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's coast time, but I'm just saying that's that's where we are. That a very very disappointing finish to this season would still put you better than it, most expectations. But you know, it, even if they were to lose a game. It doesn't. It's not like in my head, like, oh man, this is gonna become a streak type of stuff, you know? Where where sometimes they do yeah. lose multiple games in a row. It's not a hundred percent. That's no, not at all. Just be like, okay, kind of like what Nick and I talked about with the Vikings. It's like, okay, it's your time. Every like yeah. every everybody loses averages, three. Right? Yeah, everybody yeah. loses three and, or four games a year. And and let's not forget, they've played four road games. All four of the games that they have changed the the score and the the lead has changed in the final minute of the game. All four and three of them have worked for them. One did not one one flip against them in Tampa Bay, but I'm just saying they're they're playing these close games. There they've won three of four, you know. That's maybe where they are. That's a, remember, uh, well I guess I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I was in those conversations. I was still here when you guys were talking about the schedule. We were talking about the schedule, and you, I remember you mentioned how tough it was gonna be because of the way the NFL put the schedule for the yeah. Cowboys and how that was gonna be a challenge. Yeah, all on its own. So. It's just it's impressive. I mean they they yeah, I didn't like the way they 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 did that. First two games on the road, last game on the road. Um, you know, the way it went in the preseason, but I mean, they've you know, they've withstood it all. I mean, I will say this, uh, going back to your original point of of them winning those close games, I actually think that's even better because a team that knows how to and exercises mm-hmm. the muscle of figuring out how to win in the final minute of games and being in those games and not getting flustered knowing okay we're going to go down we're going to get the score we're going to win that's even more impressive to me and that's that serves you even better than sometimes just winning games by two three scores it's everything in this league too much parity you're going to have to do that and they're three and one yeah in one score games and the loss was on the road to the goat in the at the gun, yeah. so that's pretty impressive. I'll and take when that. you think about, I mean, Cedric Wilson made the play of the game in against New England yep, to absolutely. save the game. Um, I think he He's made the play such of, a valuable. He made the play that. of the game to get him back and to tie it up. You know, now yep. it was a great throw by Cooper Rush, but I mean, he did all the weaving and you know to make it make it a touchdown. I mean, he has been. Um, and a buddy of mine said it six weeks ago. He, he said, and me and my son have been watching the games. Our favorite player is Cedric Wilson. I was like, really? Like, your favorite player? He's like, yeah, I, we love the way he plays. And and he's become – I always compared him to Patrick Creighton. I think he's yeah, been even better than that just yeah. because he's so valuable in so many ways. And just remember, Noah Brown has played a lot in these last few games. So when Gallup comes back, that fourth receiver is still playing a lot. Yeah. You know, it may Noah Brown may not play as much, but you know. Although they have such a rotation, like I think all of them are still going to. I do too. Noah Brown will still play. They've made it really clear that they don't really care, yeah. and oh, and the receivers though, like they're like, hey, you take this one, y'all take. Oh, unless well, it gets down to that last. <laughs> no, then it, then it's like, Amari's like, no, no, I'm no. good, dog. I got this one. That <laughs> was good. funny on that, that sound was, from that was the sideline. Yeah. The like, best part, well, did, so you watched it when yeah. they got to the sideline, and Amari was like, "You're funny, you're man. Funny, yeah. man. <laughs> you were trying to take my touchdown. You're funny." Yeah, there's so many other words that. He's really saying other than yeah. funny, I think. <laughs> All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. Got a few more questions I want to hit for these guys before we take our uh, our exit from the show. We'll our, when we get right back, this is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United Ag and Turf. Turf, the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Hey, Cowboy fans, join the NFL in supporting our nation's service members by wearing the latest Dallas Cowboys Salute to Service gear. Visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or shop.dallascowboys.com. A Fanatics experience. Welcome back to the final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Speaking of, though, speaking yeah. of the Salute to Service game, we, we have a lot of stuff on our website. Oh, my gosh, about we got that. a lot of stuff going on this weekend. How about the helmet? I love, love it. it. Red, white, and blue helmet. I thought that was cool. Haven't done that since 76. Yeah, it's a good year. That's the perfect like, year to be born. I don't like, I don't like doing gimmicky. What? Huh? Oh, sorry. Oh, oh. I said it's good year to be born, and you were saying, I'm that old? 1776? Yeah. Yeah. I get it now. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I I don't like doing gimmicky stuff to a uniform, but that's not a gimmick. Like, they've done it before. It's a small change. It's a slight change. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, just to... Just tweak it just enough to make it cool and new without just reinventing the wheel. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I wish they would do it on the the pants as well, like do a streak down the side, like a stripe down the side, a red stripe down the side, too, just to kind of pull it all together. Then it would look like Christmas. No. Well, Well, there is something to be said for Christmas in November. Look, we're not doing this. I had to do as soon as as soon as you that that's what that's what you makes were bringing joy to people yesterday. He was. I, wa- I was. Yes. yes, with the red shirt and the green Stop lanyard. It. Like that was all, an Arkansas shirt. Christmas. Christmas does not have a monopoly on the color red. It's yeah. a primary color. In November, it kind of does. No, it because November's not Christmas season. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Not November third or fourth. That's 4th. what you told us yesterday with your red shirt. You I told had us to, it's no, time to start getting ready. This is insane. For I had to do this on the radio today because the minute you say like. 
like, man, hey, maybe we can hold off on this for like three more weeks. Everybody's like, man, you must hate everyone in the world. You're just the worst person Grinch. ever. So I'm like defending myself on the radio. You're great. If you want to put your tree up, that's fine. Like, do what makes you happy. But like, I shouldn't have to listen to Mariah Carey on November 4th. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, you won't have to. We'll wait until November. I don't believe you, based on the way that this is trending. <laughs> oh, we're going to have Christmas music before we get You make too it sound like she only has one hit ever. You can listen to her with her other songs. Mm. No, it's not. I specifically mean All I Want for Christmas is You. It's already in the top 50 streaming songs in the world right can now. Can you give us a little, no. little bit of that? No, I won't. No. Where is This Is How We Do It rank from Montel Jordan? I don't think as high. This show is so off the rails. It should be. Is this hanging with the boys? What the hell it sounds like doing? it, yeah. <laughs> All right, real quick. I did want to hit one more topic before we finish. I saw this title. FTS Rich, yeah. Oh, I didn't. Let's get let's get on this show. Let's get All right, thank you. There was one title I saw on our website that I wanted to get y'all's opinion on. It was a mailbag, actually, and it was dealing with Jalen Smith. And I was obviously... I dismissed it immediately, but I was interested to know what your thoughts were. I didn't click on it to see what your thoughts were, mm. but he was at. So you come to us when the numbers are down, but you won't even help us out. You're like, hey, was, why are the numbers I down? I was in the middle of other things oh, okay. that I have to do in can't order to even, make sure you guys have a website to put content can't on. Can't even so. throw us a click. We uh, tried to make it click, click baby, but it <laughs> didn't just work. wasn't. Well, didn't work. I also figured I could ask you on the show so I could just get your opinions here. Bringing Jalen Smith back. What? Are you, well, first of all, were you shocked that he got cut? <laughs> no. No, from this conversation. First of all, were you shocked that he got cut no, from Green Bay so quickly? Getting, we're not knowing, not getting shocked in, right now. No, about okay. anything no, other yeah. than maybe a I, I mean, I'm not staticky trying, sweater. That's about it. Not trying to throw Christmas sweater. Yeah, good. Uh, I'm Go. out. I'm about to be out. <laughs> no, it wasn't shocking for all the ho, reasons that you know ho, it shouldn't be shocking. Ho, ho. It's gonna be a long. It's gonna be a long eight weeks, which is, is eight weeks away. By the way, eight. I'm starting tomorrow. What was the show we don't. What shoot was the off reference for 100%. that? Oh, God. I'm, I'm going to bring Roman candles to work on May 15th next, next what year. If, just what, if like, this normal, right? like, <laughs> what if you brought Roman Reigns instead? That would be cool because WrestleMania is coming. God, we are just. <laughs> we are so far. We are off. in the weeds. I mean, we've y'all got, talk to me about Jalen Smith, we've, please. Yeah, we've got, a, we've got a wrestler coming to the game this week. We do. Yeah. We do. Rob Phillips is, I mean, he might be his pants. He might. Uh, he'll That's probably be not. better than that. I don't Who's know. coming? One of the wrestlers. Who? Well, I'm not. What? Don't. I didn't know it was a secret. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Same as Mark. Mark Calloway, the yeah. Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah. Be at the game. Like Rob, yeah. I said, Rob, do you want to interview Mark Calloway? And he was like, Who's that? Who should I know? Mark. And then just light, you could see the light bulb come up. He was like, Shut up, man! Don't do that. Don't, don't, don't even play with me. Don't play. You're not going to make me interview the Undertaker. Yeah, it's going to happen. Oh, that's so awesome. Okay, Jalen Smith. Should he come back? Jalen Smith is. He lost like six steps. You can see it every week he was in Green Bay. The tape is on Twitter. It looked the same as it did here. Mm. Uh, and Green Bay saw it as well. And yeah. it shouldn't be surprising to anybody. It makes no sense from 18 different reasons. All of the same physical problems exist. He did not play special teams while he was here, which is what, what you want your sixth linebacker to do. Um, having a lack of speed and explosiveness might hurt you even more on special teams because you're running distances of 50, 60, 70 yards instead of 20, 30. Mm -hmm. uh, and on top of that, there's the awkwardness of 
cutting a $13 million player who was a team captain, letting him get fired from another job, and then bringing him back into the locker room where... Who not like you know? How does he handle that? How do people treat it? Like nothing about it makes sense. No. The only thing that would make, would make sense is if the main reason was because of his contract, and you wanted to get rid of that contract and don't want it hanging over your head and all that. And they and so bringing him back, there would be none of that. But that wasn't the only reason. All of the stuff that he said is is also played a part into it. I think he might get another chance with another team. I, I mean, I think he he probably would. Just because, like I mentioned before, I mean, he's been cut by the Cowboys and the Packers, two teams that are pretty good that don't need him to start. There might be one of the other 30 teams that says, this guy could be better than what we've got at linebacker with all the injuries, COVID, all this stuff. Maybe he will get another chance on a team that isn't as fortunate with their defensive starters. You know, I'm a firm believer that there are no bad questions ever. (laughs) But with all due respect, Derek, that was a bad question. Well, it was on the site, so I figured we should <laughs> hey, at least well, bring it up. I mean, and fans are asking about it. I have had fans. We have gotten a lot of questions sense. about it. And no, yeah. I, I, you develop attachment to players. Like we've, Jalen's a good guy. He's he's he, he's an amazing story. Like you develop yeah. an attachment to that. You're like, hey, you know, we could bring him back if the cost is right. It just doesn't make sense. I, they would have carried him and that salary if he was a viable player, right? Because they would already pay it. it They'd already it spent it. At that point. Yeah. If he was just like decent and they're like, man, we really hate that we're spending this money on this guy and we got to do something about it later. But if he was capable of doing what they wanted him to, he'd still be here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We appreciate you guys. You will be back tomorrow. I we're going to give you guys. Bad. I feel bad about it. As you yeah, walked I... off. <laughs> no, I actually, I, I am, I'm starting to get to a point where I'm just kind of like, I don't like the fact that it feels like a lot of times people are just kind of piling on at this point because yeah. he really is like it, it. There's no point to it. Like he he is he had the limitations he had. Um, he did some things that probably invited some some negativity yeah. with regards to how he yeah. how he did things on the field. He was a model citizen off the field. He is exactly what you want from a player, I think, off the field. I do think, um, and I mean, we don't have to reopen this, but. Sorry, but no, I but did feel bad when I saw the news. The the we talked about it, like the the obliviousness of it. You know, he told us to watch the tape. Yeah, and then he signed in Green Bay, and they asked him what type of player he was, and he said elite. And so I think people see what happens, and there and that's why it kind of generates that negative reaction where it's yeah. like, see, I told you, Jalen. But at this point, it's just it's water so far under the bridge. Right. Like I don't I don't delight in that, but it's. There's no cults. Um, there you go, Matt Eberflus. Maybe there's That's where just he's from. there's no benefit. There's no benefit to that here for the Cowboys from a culture perspective or a improving your team perspective. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back tomorrow. Till then, for Nick Heatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!